Hello, everyone. My name is Daniel Crane, and I am the director of programming at the Center for Creative Entrepreneurship. And you are listening to Global Industry Spotlight, a conversational series focused on providing resources and insight for the creative entrepreneur. We are streaming live out of Comcast Business Startup Studio, a room designed for Chicago's small business community located at 2112, Chicago's first music, film, and tech incubator. The Global Industry Spotlight today is on co-founder and COO at Future Proof, Amy Stedman. Future Proof are creators of Beatbox Beverages, the world's tastiest portable party punch, one of the best-selling U.S. RTD cocktails, recently awarded one of Inc. Magazine's top 5,000 fast-growing privately-owned companies in America. Future Proof is a disruptor in the beverage alcohol market that provides innovative solutions that drive incremental profit in high-growth categories. Amy also serves on the following nonprofit boards, Naturally Austin, Naturally Network, and Entrepreneurs Organization Austin. Stedman has also received a handful of notable national as well as global accolades, most recently Austin Chambers A-List 2020, in addition to being featured in a recent book entitled The Immigrant Hustle. We are very excited to have Amy today. Let's bring her into the conversation. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for taking the time to talk to us today. Um, you know, looking at what Beatbox is doing and, and just everything, it's a, it's a very exciting uh, product. So congratulations uh, to you Thank and your you team so on, 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 on launching it. Um, I think just to kind of get started, um, you know, you're an entrepreneur. Uh, if you could just give a little bit of your background up until kind of starting Beatbox and then we'll, we'll talk about, um, you know, you running the organization. Yeah, absolutely. So you alluded to a little bit in my intro, and I'm an immigrant to the U.S. My family and I moved to Texas from the Middle East when I was about 10 years old, and I grew up watching my parents be entrepreneurs. They had different businesses in different areas, and when I went to business school in 2011, I was part of the entrepreneurship club there. I was originally had like a website and online marketing company, and that's where I met my co-founders for Beatbox Beverages. They were like, hey, we want to take boxed wine and make it into something our generation actually loves. What do you think? And I was like, well, I can make us a website. So that was kind of how it all got started. Fantastic. And, um, you know, so <clears throat> let's fast forward it to today, right? So it has grown. You have built a company. Can you can you take us a little bit through just kind of the beginning of Beatbox, right? Like, you know, so you build a website, you're starting to you know, create this idea. What are the steps that has kind of led you or the important steps that you think if, if, you know, an entrepreneur is watching today, what would be helpful for them to kind of think about when they're starting to build, you know, like a CPG brand? For sure. So, you know, when we first started it, we, you know, ripped off uh, the packaging off of Franzia bags and boxes. We made our own unique sort of mixes out of every sort of mixer you could think of and vodka and all these different things. We went on 99designs.com and, you know, got some artists to help us play out the packaging. I was a radio DJ. My co-founders are also obsessed with music. So we wanted to create a brand that was all about music. And secretly, I just wanted my job to be going to concerts and music festivals. So I was like, this is the perfect uh, business for me. Right. <laughs> so uh, we just tested out all those different prototypes. And we had a lot of people give us feedback on the product in the early days to where we kind of evolved it to the first product, which was a five liter bag and box, a radio looking box that, you know, said beatbox on it, which 
if you saw our Shark Tank episode, that's the box that's on the show. Right. Uh, but as we've grown the company and just, you know, my message to all entrepreneurs is like that customer feedback, especially in consumer products, is so important. Like, you know, I spent so many hours in the early days doing tastings and stores, you know, testing out the prototypes before we even launched anywhere. And uh, even today, like our biggest thing that we do is like we have a discord for all of our fans. We have over 2000 people in there that are constantly talking to us about, you know, new ideas for the product and places to take it and, you know, awesome music festivals to go to and that whole thing. We have a big, you know, social media following and we use that to communicate with people that, you know, use beatbox, drink beatbox all the time. So uh, that's my message to entrepreneurs is just be really obsessed about your customer and constantly evolving your product to meet their needs. Um, There's also, you know, the product that we created is well loved by consumers, but I'm in an industry and alcohol beverage, which is very regulated. You have to go through distributors, you have to go through retailers. And so there was a whole nother part of the business where we actually had to learn not just to create a product that customers wanted, you know, the consumers wanted, but a product that worked well for retailers as well as for those wholesalers and actually made their lives easier as well. So we had to do some things on the business side to get that done. And, and did you um, have to research that yourself or did you find mentors or people to kind of walk you through that process? Yeah. So I was 23 when we started this company. So it's not <laughs> like I had, you know, 20 years of alcohol beverage. Right, right. Of course. Experience. So yeah, literally everything we had to learn. So I would call all kinds of other founders, mm-hmm. uh, join groups, you know, like what, what you guys have here with the program and building mm-hmm. community is so important for entrepreneurs because every day you have to do something you've never done before. And so it's really important to have, you know, those key people around you that can support you. Um, you mentioned earlier, I'm, I'm part of two groups, Naturally Network and Entrepreneurs Organization. And both of those are very relevant to me because in Naturally Network, that's all consumer product companies that are trying to be more sustainable and inclusive. Right. And so like-minded you know, founders, but also professionals, you know, they don't have to be a founder to be in that group. That, you know, if I have questions about manufacturing or insurance or hiring employees or whatever, there are many, many thousands of other people in that group that work specifically in food or beverage or consumer products that can help me. And then entrepreneurs organization, it's a little bit different because it's all different industries, but it's only founders and entrepreneurs. And so that one, you know, it's it's more of like, okay, I'm fundraising. I have a problem with a key executive or I have a problem with you know, something going on and it doesn't matter what industry you're in, everybody kind of has those issues. And so it's set up to build community and, you know, so we can all reach out to each other about those things as well. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think that's, that's a great point and something that we always try to stress here, you know, at 2112 and CCE is that, you know, you really need to rely on your community and find your community when growing your business because, you know, doing it on your own is one just exhausting, but it's just to be able to kind of guide you through those steps, right? And, and, and check in with people. Is this the right thing that I'm doing? What direction do you think that I should go in? And I think for a lot of, um, products, you know, the creation of it, uh, the packaging, all that is very exciting, but then how do you actually, you know, approach wholesale and, and get it into stores, right? That, that is, you know, a lot of things that from a creative standpoint, most people don't know. Um, so still figuring out every day. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. And I, and it changes all the time. I think I, you know, I, I um, recently uh, heard that Whole Foods had changed kind of their um, 
approach to uh, you know having local products in their stores mm -hmm. um, and how you know you the buyers were more local and now it's actually just more national um, so it, it seems like you're kind of constantly having to shift one question I had for you I love the uh, association with music right beatbox um, you know how has how have you kind of uh, connected the the product to music. I, I see on your you know your Instagram and, and that you're at festivals. Has that been a big push for you? I mean, it looks like a great festival drink, right? It's like hydrating, low sugar, uh, and high alcohol content. Like you know, perfect for perfect. Hot, yeah. a hot summer festival. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So you know, we developed it for you know all kinds of fun occasions, but absolutely right. music festivals too. We always say like you know your experience drinking like a, a red wine or something in a Napa Valley winery is right. like drinking beatbox at a music festival. It's the perfect place for it. You're gonna have an amazing time, and hopefully tell your friends about it when you get home. And so when we're building a brand. Um, you know, especially in food and beverage, you want to prioritize opportunities where people can get to know you, get to know your brand, but also try it. You mm -hmm. know, there's a lot of things we can do online, but at the end of the day, people want to see what it tastes like, right? So these opportunities at events and music festivals, we can have, you know, thousands of people be able to try the product potentially for the first time. And then when they go home, you know, from the event, it's in the local convenience store and grocery store. And so it really serves as like a really big sort of brand marketing initiatives for us, but we're still selling into them. So it's a, you know, good return on investment for companies that, you know, are trying to get out there because it's a great brand experience. People can actually try it at the event. And then a lot of times, you know, you're paying a sponsorship fee for the music festival, but they're also buying your product to sell it there in the case of alcohol. So um, it's, it's not like it's a full expense. There's also some money coming in as well. And how, how do you capture, um, just like the market research, you know, I mean, besides just talking to people, like, how do you figure out like, oh, this is really working? Is it are you checking, you know, are people doing hashtags? Are they, are they tagging you or, you know, I, I think I probably in a grocery store or a smaller store setting, there's a lot of one on one mm -hmm. uh, uh, feedback. But can you talk a little bit about different ways that you guys have approached, uh, you know, market research? For sure. So, you know, obviously when we're building our business plan, we were in business school. So we had access to like Mintel and all these industry mm -hmm. reports and things mm -hmm. like that. So we definitely looked at those. But, um, you know, my whole thing is this is a product that was authentically created of my generation. It's something that's very authentic to me and my co-founders. And, right. you know, we, we go to music festivals, we go to pool parties like this isn't something I need to read about in a report. You know, this is something right. that I'm living every day. So that's part of it. But, you know, what I mentioned earlier about listening to our customers, you know, having we have a QR code on our packaging that says, hey, come talk to us about this. And so we're always driving people to, to the conversation whether it's on our social media or joining our discord or just finding one of our people at an event and saying, Hey, you know, this is my feedback, whatever, like that is the most important thing. And so that's what we try and focus on. I still look at, you know, industry newsletters and all that kind of mm -hmm. stuff. But at this point, you know, I'm 11 years into this business now. It's not right. something I've just been doing for a few months. So I, I feel like I could almost like, you know, tell you what the report's going to say before it comes out, because a lot of times those things are done by people that are looking backwards, not live or looking forward. And, and for me, you know, in alcohol, for example, and even in music, like taking inspiration from other industries, like you can kind of see what the trends are in, in art and in fashion and culture and non-alcoholic beverages and kind of predict what's going to be happening in alcohol 
um, since it's kind of like a slower industry in a lot of ways. So, right. um, you know, we, we kind of lean on a lot of different things. And, you know, I'm very proud of my marketing co-founder, Brad Schultz. He's been doing uh, brand marketing and, and growth type projects, you know, his whole career. And so we're really fortunate to have a great leader there, as well as our VP of global marketing, Zach Francis. Yeah. And um, just to shift a little bit, you know, you know, you talked about sustainability as being an important part of, of the product. Um, I think, you know, for, for myself, who has more expertise in the event industry, um, you know, that's not really talked about, uh, you know, creating sustainable events. However, mm -hmm. when I've, you know, spoken with global partners, um, you know, in Europe, that is a huge topic uh, in terms of how do we build sustainable festivals, shows, programs. Um, so can you talk about, you know, how you've incorporated that uh, into Beatbox and, and, mm -hmm. and where you see the, the future of that, you know, in the industry, in the beverage industry um, and in general? For sure. Well, you know, just like being really fun and connecting with our consumers, like this is something that is authentic to me and my co-founders. I've mm -hmm. been freaked out about the climate crisis since I was a teenager and right. used to be part of, you know, the recycling club at my high school and things like mm -hmm. that. So personally, it's very important to me. Uh, but, you know, it's important to everybody of our generation and the generation next, you know, that's coming next because we're the ones that are going to deal with this more than anybody. Right. Um, and it's our job, I think, now that millennials are business leaders to uh, move the ball forward as much as we can for the next generation. I think previously sustainability was always kind of put on the shoulders of people like individuals like recycle your cartons, right. eco friendly. But really the responsibility should be on the business side. You know, people can only buy what's available or do what's available. But as, as an industry in beverage, we can work and say, hey, we want a completely sustainable beverage package and we will invest with our dollars to make that happen. And so through Naturally Network, you know, tackling things like carton recycling in the US, mm -hmm. we just started a, a, a group of all different carton companies that want to help this and solve it together, not just one individual carton or one individual brand. And so that's really, I think, you know, if we if we have any shot on, you know, getting this planet to a place where it works for all people and all the living things that are on it, you know, business needs to take a huge step on looking at it and, and making it more eco-friendly. So the way that that looks at Beatbox is all of our supply chain is designed to be the most carbon efficient. You know, I do care a lot about waste and things like that, but the most time sensitive crisis we have is the climate crisis. And so using the least amount of carbon as possible in our supply chain, we're also looking at doing offsets so we can be completely carbon neutral. And then on the waste side, we were working on, you know, recycling in the U.S. for cartons. We're also right. a completely plastic neutral company, which means as much waste as we put in the world via plastic you know, as much plastic as I use in my products, but also my business operations and at music festivals and things like that, mm -hmm. we remove from nature the same weight of that plastic every quarter. So we pay, you know, we already have in our budget to take care of that. And so I think it's really important that businesses factor that into their budget, because if you don't, you're just putting it on the next generation or somebody else to clean it up for you. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think it's it's absolutely essential that the business owners and the founders uh, are the ones that kind of leading this charge. Um, and it's great to you know hear about companies like yours that are you know that that is an important that is a core value of of Beatbox. Um, and and at the same time, it's fun, right? It's like you can 
create a sustainable yeah. product that focuses on that, but it's also, you know, you also can go out and have a lot of fun. Right. Um, we have a, our products about half as carbon. If, you know, we have use about half as carbon as your average alcohol beverage product. And so right. I feel proud about that. Just, you know, I feel like anybody that makes stuff, right. You really have to be concerned about it. And so I just feel much more proud of my company knowing that we're doing so much better than every other company that's out there in the industry. Yeah. Well, congratulations on that. So right now, um, what's next for Beatbox? Um, are there any kind of exciting things happening? Uh, you know, I see you have a ton of amazing flavors and, and things happening. <laughs> so why don't you just talk a little bit about, um, you know, what the next year looks like? For sure. I mean, we, you know, we're still in only about 6% of all the stores we can be in in this right. country. And so, you know, just like any independent brand, that's my laser focus is just getting into more stores. You know, we've we've done product development, always coming out with new flavors and fun things there. Um, but at this point, it's really just trying to get our, our product in as many places as possible, because right now we're going very viral. We're on social. We're, you know, at all these music festivals. We've got about 100 music festivals this year. So come dance with us at one of them. <laughs> but, uh, you know, basically our biggest problem is we have 3000 people coming to the store locator every day and commenting and asking, where do I find this product? And so it's really up to me and my team to go get it out there everywhere in the U.S. and and kind of show the business side, like the retail buyers and those people like this is what's happening. You really need to have this product in your stores. And so that's what we're working on this year. We're on a race to get to 100 million in revenue and be the biggest RTD cocktail in the country because it's absolutely in front of us. And it's just kind of, you know, we just want to get there as fast as we can. Yeah. The people need their beatbox. They do. I know <laughs> you can see on the on the um, uh, IG page, people being like, well, when are you guys going to bring it to New York? Or when is it going to be, mm -hmm. you know, uh, you know, in Alabama? And so it, the, yeah. the, the demand is there. Um, you'd, you'd think the hardest part is making a product that people really want, right? But right. then <laughs> you got to actually scale it and distribute it everywhere. So we're we're just running as fast as we can. And um, yeah, we're super excited. Our latest flavor is mango. It's uh, quickly becoming my newest favorite as well. Cool. So hopefully people can try that out. And just two more questions for you. Um, you know, when a company like yours is, is trying to get into other... Um, expand and get into more stores are there kind of just a couple distributors out there that you need to maintain relationships or are there a ton of distributors i mean do you feel like the industry in general is um kind of old uh and, and needs to be updated or localized just you, kind of quick thoughts on that yeah alcohol distribution the way it's set up is usually either go through like a wine and spirits wholesaler right. and then you have you know a partner for your state but for us we actually go through beer wholesalers which means we usually have several companies in every state that we're working with and so um it's very localized but it's also a lot of you know just keeping up with different teams and things like that so right. uh we really appreciate our wholesale partners and you know we're we're trying to be their best brand that's in their portfolio so that they'll put us out there, uh, you know, just as much as some of the big companies they're working with. Great. And so last question, uh, what music festival uh, are you excited about or show you're ex excited about attending this year? Well, I may be showing my age a little bit, but we're sponsoring When We Were Young Fest in Vegas that has all the old school pop punk and emo bands. And nice. so I'm really excited about that one in <laughs> October. Uh, I think I'll also be coming to Chicago for Riot Fest that's happening, but I don't, I don't, Beatbox is not quite sponsoring Riot Fest yet. Hopefully we'll get there soon. Yeah, well, that's, that's awesome. Well, Amy, thank you so much uh, for taking the time to talk to us today. Just a great conversation. 
you know, hopefully we get to meet in person uh, sometime soon. Uh, wishing you and your team the best, uh, you know, in terms of getting the stores and, and uh, you know, any help that we can have, you know, let us know. Uh, yeah, and, absolutely. Uh, We'd love to work with all your musicians and creative entrepreneurs and see what we can have some fun together. Yeah. Do some cool events. Absolutely. All right. Thank, thank you so me. much. Thank you. Well, there you have it. What a great conversation. You know, Amy Stedman is creating, uh, you know, the, the, the future of alcoholic drinks, sustainable companies, uh, fun, hitting music festivals. I mean, we're talking about, um, you know, the next generation of, of up and coming companies. Uh, it's exciting to talk to people who have built it, who have done it, and who are trying to grow. Um, and also trying to, you know, make sure that we maintain a focus on uh, the environment and and our, our our footprint on this world. Um, again, my name is Daniel Crane. I am the program director for the Center for Creative Entrepreneurship, and this was another episode of the Global Industry Spotlight, a conversational series focused on providing resources and insight for the creative entrepreneur. We are streaming out of the Comcast Business Startup Studio, located at twenty one twelve, Chicago's first music, film, and tech incubator. Thank you to Comcast Business and Shore for providing the tools necessary to make our programming possible. Visit cceglobal.org to register for free workshops offered by our partners and find us on Instagram and Facebook. Let us know if you have any questions. Um, we're building communities um, and connecting entrepreneurs to the right networks for, for success. Um, you know, we're excited to hear about new companies coming up. So if you have anything that you're building or you have any questions, please re reach out to us. Um, we, we would be happy to help you out. Wishing everyone a great day and we will see you soon.